0: I completely agree with you about the uh about the uh, rockefellers and everything my dad when i was a kid he said something that i've been hearing a lot more in the community of truthers and everything that if somebody's really in power you don't even know who they are do you believe that
1: yes yes in fact um it's weird because it's not top secret that there is a top secret president <laughs> and that's the irony of it like It's on the History Channel or the Military Channel or the American uh, Heroes Channel on on cable. You'll see these conspiracy shows in in the 90s where they'll talk about Mount Weather and things. And they'll openly admit um, on on these old programs that there is a contingent government in case of, like, say, the White House gets nuked. And that there are these officials that act like Congress and they have authority like Congress. And there's the man called Mr. President. But we will never know who he is because we don't want the Russians to know and be able to target him. And it's very much like, you know who's in charge. Are these shadowy, uh, deep underground, military base live-in, um, breakaway civilization, you know, Satan-worshipping, um, Illuminati-type figures. But everyone knows that. But no one knows who exactly that is. Guess- you know, no one... No was like, oh, that's that guy. Get him. Like, you know, like everyone's just like, we know someone in America is secretly the fucking leader of this of this evil cabal. We can assume it's someone still attached to Rockefeller or the Rothschilds. There are still Rothschilds. Like, t- dozens of them just walking around. I saying, like, like we know they hide in plain sight. We know that they, uh, you know, mock us with their symbolism and things. But you're right, like it's it's still a, a very a very uh, well-guarded open secret.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, man. Like because the era of the nineties seemed to be like you said, they all took off with YouTube before we got started, but I remember being a kid and watching all these conspiracy things when I was little with my dad and stuff because he was into it, and there was so much more. That's even like the living dinosaurs when we were talking about it. The first thing I ever seen about that was a video on probably, like, the Discovery Channel or something. Of, yeah, they used
1: to talk about it a lot more.
0: Yeah, and the Amazon, and they you can see these little green dinosaurs running around. It's just amazing to me that we've gotten to a point now where people such as yourself, who's one of the most informed people I've ever spoken with in my life, way more informed than I am, you just can't get out there. and. What?
1: not the fact that you can't get out there there's also a fact that no one really is looking for it i understand that's uh because of the game where more people are waking up more people are interested and i think that I, everyone truly is interested but everyone's got this brainwashing ego thing where they're like too cool for school you know like they're not gonna spend unless you can sell it to them in a very entertaining way yeah. because ironically the i guess so my research going into it what do i find for material to, to refresh myself and to, to learn they were very popular youtube channels like slapped ham yeah things like that chills they'll show from their because their montage their clip shows sometimes r- legit evidence about this like and have millions of people watch it so i know i'm not alone i know that there's a there's a desire for it oh yeah it's just a gatekeeping thing and that's why i'm not disheartened or demoralized like i said it's not the fact that i'm not out there it's the fact that no one's really looking for it yet they they they, they want to but they don't know it yet my- and a lot of people just need to have like um like i said it it remind like I said, they're not going to do it on their own they're not going to be sitting there one day and go man i think dinosaurs are alive let me look that up they're <laughs> going to be like oh let me look you know through my recommended oh Five dinosaurs that are still alive. That sounds cool. And then watch it. And then over time be like, you know, just sitting there and go, yeah, I think that's legit. Like, why wouldn't dinosaurs still be alive? Like, they were like, like you know, like, it's, I, I understand the the human learning process, the hu- human learning curve yeah. is not one where like, like myself, um, I, even though I don't believe in it, will watch paleontology documentaries just to learn like from their angle, like I'm like very much like uh, you, if you have an enemy, you read everything that that person reads. You eat their food, you sleep in their clothes, exactly, you wear their clothes, you get in their head. You know what I'm saying? Like knowledge is power. So by doing that, and I admit that's a very rare trait to have. Yeah, You know, I I have that edge on other cryptozoologists where they're just like, this is crazy. Could it happen? I don't know. Like, (laughs) like, here's a video. Like I, I, I really uh, believe in it more. Like I said, I studied like actual um, uh, astrology, not astrology, astronomy. So when I was, when I was doing a lot of research for the real, the, the, reality of the secret space program i studied uh real life uh era, aviation engineering and concepts space age stuff uh when researching this stuff it's all real it's just uh, for the elite like i said you know um the average salary of a high level like advanced like level um aviation engineer like someone actually working on rockets someone actually working on jets it's in the millions is it? And it's not a. It's not. A, it's a rich man's game. It's not a. It's like you know. Uh, if you're making hypersonic engines for jets, you're not telling people online what you're doing. You're not. You're not like bragging about it. You're above top secret. You are. You are becoming like inside the system, and but you can still find YouTube videos about like the electrogravitics, the science behind it, and everything. It's not. It's not top secret. It's just um, gate-kept, and it's gate-kept through the fact that the common person has no uh, – it's not – there's no – it's not no access, just no desire to really search for and find and then learn about these subjects. Like uh, the UAPs. I see you have a question on the list about the Navy disclosing the UFOs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tomorrow, there's going to be the J.J. Abrams, Jeremy Corbell.
0: Yeah, I've seen that.
1: You have no documentary on Showtime, and they're like, they're going to pose the same questions they always do. How could it fly? Where is it anti-gravity? How could it pull the Gs? Why doesn't it have wings? As if, though, they couldn't, like, just study Avionics and aviate, like you know, uh, aerodynamics and, and electrogravitics and the history of aviation engineering, because the answers are there. The answers are like you can find diagrams, you can find patent applications, you can find uh, everything from how the engines work to how the material that they're made of and when they're where they were designed and their history of operations. It the Navy has released documentation about these things. And it's it's more of a game that the researchers are playing. It's more of a game that these people they want to be entertained, they don't really want to learn. They don't want to be educated. They wanna they wanna just be entertained.
0: Oh they wanna
1: keep they wanna keep asking the same questions over. Oh, do you think it's aliens? <laughs> or oh, do you think it's do you think it's a drone? And you're like, the Navy released the patent for the Tic Tac. And they called it the Tic Tac on the patent.
0: <laughs> but- We spoke with uh, Jeremy Riss. I don't know if you've ever heard of him or anything. He's the alien scientist. And he said that UAP, unexplainable phenomenon, he said that he feels like, and I've been reading a lot of the stuff. And anytime I'm reading about new stuff that comes out about cryptids, about ghosts, uh, UFOs, anything, everything's phenomenon. Do you think they're creating a blanket term to kind of like dole all senses and everything like that with all that?
1: I think it's like I said, there's there's a lot of factors. The UAP thing um, is because they wanted to create a phrase or phraseology, uh, like a slogan or a name brand that they would specifically be the creators of and then could say get the copyright for, which Tom DeLonge seriously tried to do. But you cannot copyright such things when you're already introducing them into a sphere. So everyone using UAP would have to give copyright fees to Tom DeLonge's UAP investigative phenomenon group because that was the name of the group, like MUFON or Nightcap or, you know, uh, like any other private group, right? And he was treating UAP as a company name. And trying to push it with his insiders that he was hiring because you can hire insiders to influence others like in your ad campaign, et cetera, especially when you have Blink-182 money. And he (laughs) was going to try to make a profit off this because every time in the future, he believed if he did this hard enough for long enough that everyone would call it a UAP, that it would be official government slogan, which it is. There's a lot of government push to it, too, because they want to control it through Tom DeLong. He's all CIA. He's all Freemason, too. He's all he's all part of the deep state that they were going to use a campaign to try to rephrase, rebrand UFOs because UFOs belong to the people. Right. And now in the future, you would have to create a whole new way of discussing um, what everyone already knows. And in many ways, it's what I was saying immediately before this. They want to revert it back to zero. They want to reset all the progress and it's no more UFOs. We're at ground zero with UAPs. You know how much research and work has been done on UFOs? How many books have been written? How many actual doctors, professors, uh, military officers, etc., have worked on UFOs? And then they want to say, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. We've always called them UAPs. And they're like, <laughs> you guys are so full of your fucking selves and it's not even like you're full of shit you're just so full of yourselves that you think no one really knows what you're doing like oh hey this guy named from blink 182 he's going to take ufo serious so he's cool kids hey young kids like hey fellow teens we're going to like like now we're going to like like Did the guy who made this branding also work for Sprite or like the new Doritos like where they took the logo off Doritos and you're like that's the stupidest fucking thing in the world you're just trying to save money on Dorito printing ink like the ink you're giving us less Dorito bag.
0: And that does piss me off more than anything, because I'm a fat ass, and when I get a bag of chips, it's a quarter full. <laughs> like,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like They're like, hey, you want to You want to give us a favor? Give us more chips, not take the logo off the bag of chips and say you're fucking rebels and be like, yeah, this is a hip chip. And you're like, this is stupid. <laughs> fucking- their, this is a hip UFO. And you're like, that, this, is, this ain't your dad's UFO. This is the new 2020, 2010, I think, I think it was 2015 when it all happened. UFO. Okay. Um, and you're like, and it failed miserably. Oh. Tom DeLonge did not make a profit off it. The courts actually rejected the copyright phrase. No one seriously uses it. I'm a big fan of Instagram, and if you look at the hashtags, it's an easy way to see popularity. There are less than a few hundred UAP hashtags, less than a few thousand, compared to UFOs, which is in the millions.
0: Yeah. My thing, like, about, my thing about the, the reason
1: that what they call them, what, oh, excuse me?
0: My thing about the reason I feel like they're shadow banning everybody, my personal feeling is because I've seen it with people I talk to. Like, I randomly talk to just random people. I'm like that. And a lot of people are leaning toward I don't fucking trust them, period. And, like, do you think that maybe they let this term conspiracy theory evolve so much? Because I'll give you a for instance. At the gun range, there's this 80-year-old, 85-year-old man who comes down there and collects shells for re- for repacking. And I sat down and talked to him for five hours about all this. And he's 85 years old, and I can talk to a 20-year-old about the same thing. Do you think it just kind of got away from him and now they're trying to suppress it to draw it back in?
1: They always try to control the narrative. Um, the thing with that is, you know, it's it's they treat the subject like they do any psyop. And if they control names, they get power over things. Uh, no conspiracy theorists started calling themselves a conspiracy theorist. No, no, not no self-respecting conspiracy theorists who calls themselves a conspiracy theorist. They are, they'll make fun of it. They'll joke around with it. But, um, you know, citizen journalists, this is real news. This is, I say, this is real investigative efforts. This is real um, making connections, connecting the dots, uh, coming to critical conclusions, objective thinking, et cetera. Those are admirable skills. Those are respectful skills and in times past would be admirable in a society. A healthy society would treat those attributes admirably, right? A man of the people uh, seeking the truth, bringing justice to people who are corrupt. You know, like that's straight up, hard-boiled, noir, badassery. Right? That's like, yeah, that's American, right? Where you're like, I'm here, I'm going to bring down the mob with, with journalism. you know, I'm going to tell the truth in a war zone. You know, like I'm going to go in there... Risk, you know, life and limb, uh, sacrifice material comfort for this truth. And now they had to rebrand that to think that you're obsessed or crazy or maybe even dangerous or hurtful or harmful in, to society. Uh, the same thing with, like, the, the idea that you have to be censored because you're spreading harmful misinformation you know about certain things certain subjects which even if i mentioned and referenced here would have those censors, you know alerted somehow oh yeah Um, (laughs) and so so i'm saying like it's weird because you can talk about ufos etc political conspiracy theories are the ones they censor the most Mm -hmm. and um conspiracy theories about relevant things like um literally day-to-day matters i've am a big follower of Q, right, and the QAnon movement and things, they censor those channels every day. Every day, they take down channels and it's like another one bites the dust. You know, it's sad, like they're falling, but they, you know, you just make a new channel you make the, the you know, everyone kind of watches each other's backs, et cetera. but they, exactly, like they'll, they'll, that's their target and it's like, the censorship is real, very real because they're, it's what threatens them and it's like, once you start speaking the truth, on a political level, then you start becoming targeted as a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Otherwise, they, they don't even um, like you're, you can, you can, um, you'd be surprised that he's like, they'll let you talk about UFOs all day and night. But once you start making any kind of real world connections, you know, that's immediately when you start becoming conspiracy theorists. It's scary. People like, he's uh, exactly like, like uh, uh, Jeremy Corbell, et cetera, and they're called video documentarians you know like no saying, like, like look at like no one ever calls jeremy carbell a conspiracy theorist ever, no one ever calls dr stephen greer a conspiracy theorist no one ever calls you know uh, bob lazar a conspiracy theorist because they don't talk about politics they don't talk about real world things they don't talk about uh cover-ups they talk about what everyone already knows you know ufos are real everyone knows that you just go outside look at them there's hundreds of thousands of videos of UFOs. And the videos that they show, they don't rock the boat. They're not world revolutionary. They're very status quo. Yeah. And as a, but no one calls them conspiracy theorists because it's safe. And they play the game. Exactly. And they're part of the system. But once you start saying what they don't want you to say, you're a conspiracy theorist. And, and it's a very much um, uh, odd. It's ironic. Cons- conspiracy theorists used to be very prestigious in society the real root for conspiracy theorists was from, um, I believe it was in the Battle of the, or the War of the Roses in England, when the king feared plotting and conspiracy amongst his court. You know, it was a time of civil war in England, assassinations, etc. Yeah. So he would hire a man who was a strategist or a lawyer or something, very wise, uh, and he would create plots and possible like security inspections, where he would in his mind, work out where the king was most vulnerable and who could be working against him, etc. And he would be like a private investigator. And his whole thing was to see if there's any collusion, etc. Like any kind of like a a military intelligence officer or a secret agent, like a spy. And that's why I say like the idea of a conspiracy theorist being crazy what do you think the CIA does? What do you think the NSA does? They can—they cons- think about conspiracies. They have theories relating to conspiracies, because that's exactly the—the—the the, uh, the reality that we do live in. That people do hide the truth. People keep secrets. People—people people keep secrets every day. People create uh, false narratives. People cover up stories. Companies do it. Uh, governments do it. Non-state actors do it um individual citizens do it and to get to the truth in one of those things if you're a, if you're uh, a special agent trying to get to the truth of where nuclear materials are going across this the sea and in international shipping ch- like chains and lanes and trying to create and connect the dots between the seller and the purchaser through like that's a conspiracy theory
0: sure. if you're trying to
1: be um if there's an underground network of trains in America that are connecting the coasts and these major cities under Denver National Airport, that's a conspiracy theory. Both are equally valid. Yeah. Both are something that a real intelligence mindset would consider true, would consider worth investigating. And you can say, like, well, they would have no evidence. The FBI would – if you said that there was a secret underground train, the FBI would send a guy out there. No, that is that is literally their job. That's like, like they are literally investigators, because they say like you can call them conspiracy. The FBI is the conspiracy theorist That's their that's their literal existence is to investigate fucking conspiracies.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, and I, I like that you brought up the underground tunnels across the United States because one of my dreams, which it would probably be the last thing I do, is to explore the abandoned subways in Los Angeles and places like that and see what oh they.
1: Bring a gun, bring a weapon, a ranged weapon, and bring um, – I've got them. <laughs> because there's reptilians under L.A. There is a lot of crazy shit in L.A. I don't know if you've ever uh, seen the old newspaper articles of the discovery of a reptilian city under L.A.
0: I've read something about it, but I don't remember seeing the article.
1: It Look it up. It's uh, It was published on the front page of the L.A. Times. And it was, uh, like I say they, they ran the story for weeks until um, the, the cavern was, uh, the entrance was destroyed and sealed off, and then they didn't run the news story anymore. But they do have photographic records of them talking openly and having maps of this reptilian city. And it's a straight up, uh, it might be cavernous ruins, it might just be the beginning of something much bigger, but L.A. is, uh, you're right, Built on a hive and network of tunnels, most cities are. Most cities have these tunnel systems. Um, the deep, the the underground hollow earth theories, um, I think oftentimes get confused with the concept of the entire earth being hollow, like it's just a shell, literally with like a complete hollow interior. It's more beehive, like honeycombed. It's more like cavernous with these huge. Cave systems that are the size of continents and countries and shit. So that's exactly
0: nothing too.
1: Yeah, the tunnel you find in LA could literally be the entrance to something that's, um, as you know, labyrinthian and large as as you could possibly travel in a lifetime. You know, like you could spend like years and years and years just descending and not reach the full cavern. Yeah, it's, it's great. I say, everything I say is legit. It's just that people don't connect the dots, and it's like called uh, connectivity, where you read that article, the, the the LA Times article. You see it. You remember it. Years later, you hear something like, woman goes missing in LA tunnels, and you're like, maybe that has something to do with the tunnel I read about, the <laughs> lizard city I read about. You're never going to see that in the article. is that That news article won't say anything about the reptilian city, but you put two and two together. You start connecting the dots. And then you hear about UFOs and you're like, maybe it has something to do with the reptile city in LA. You you start connecting the dots. Then you start seeing like, um, you know, like uh, the footage in LA and stuff of people. And you're like, maybe it has something to do with this, all of it. Like everything's adding up. It's creating the full picture of things.
0: Yeah. now, when it comes to the reptilians, I, I know we're getting way off the topics. So I'm so sorry, about know, that, but I, this I is awesome.
1: Conversation. No, I can, I can absolutely talk about this stuff for days.
0: This is awesome. Um, but when it comes to the reptilians, do you think that they might have been like an evolutionary creature that came from like some kind of a prehistoric reptile? Or do you think that they're truly like the originals, like the knocking and stuff
1: like that? I, I have a my own sources channeling other intelligent life forms etc i not going to go into all of that from what i've heard about it i'm very confident in my knowledge of the orion draco history they exactly are part of natural terraformer they are part of that natural uh, reptilian supremacy that happened before the ice ages i'm not going to say exactly when exactly i'm not going to create a, a like timeline with years yeah. um because I just said like if, if it happened um you know, a million years ago, it happened a hundred million years ago, right? It's just this, this distant, deep time past. Before humans, though, they dominated the world, they built the cities, created sciences, engineered themselves, uh, created an empire, had entire uh, species history spread across the stars. Um, no, not spread across the stars, but spread across the solar system, which is stars. That's a Rabbit hole, iceberg, right there. But they landed on Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, um, the asteroid belt. They have this extremely high population in trillions. They master genetic engineering, etc. One of the things, though, about Earth is because it's layered. Um, Earth undergoes a type of uh, you know, it, it's it's everything's evolving all the time. Everything's always evolving all the time. And Evolution doesn't stop or does it start, right? We're currently evolving. Everything is evolving. During their existence, mankind naturally evolved in its most primitive state, uh, its primate state. Seeing that this creature was given intelligence and had uh, psychic powers, which we do, latent psychic powers, probably developed either through a um, combination of existing in the trees and existing amongst natural predators, you know, like a sixth sense, basically, that could be developed to be psychic. They took mankind in this primitive form, created hybrids, etc. So you could say that they were, and that became mankind. You could say that they're the first ones. You could say, because there are records of other, all, there's always other intelligent life forms, even on Earth. Not so in the Orion Draco Empire, because they killed them all. And they would control the Earth and dominate it. So efficiently that nothing could really rise when they had full domination right like totally rise a cobra like no other like they they spread across the world which is a feat mankind hasn't achieved yet right Mm -hmm. even though we're liberated we still haven't lived we don't live in all the continents they 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 had antarctica they had these secret lost islands of it mu and lemuria atlantis they lived on the bottom of the ocean they lived in space they lived on other plants. They had a society that's way more advanced than us in their peak, right? So they were able to create mankind, choosing to live mostly in the hollow earth in these underground caverns to avoid things like solar radiation, asteroids, uh, natural disasters, etc. It's they had the better situation because they have more territory, more land, a shelter um they're basically bunkered into the core of the earth but i believe that they were the ones who started genetically engineering man to many different versions of man giants little little miniature people uh like six inches tall uh psychic people people who have like a tremendous strength and speed uh they started engineering a lot of different species of man. um Treating them like they were um, a tool, treating them like they were property, treating them like a species, like a living species, like it was completely just art. Like, you know, they could do literally whatever they wanted to it, like and then create it, uh, destroy it, um, you know, like treat it like a science experiment, uh, creating chimeras of people. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do believe that they're very integral and important in human history. They're very ancient. Uh, they don't have the domination they did on Earth anymore because of things like the Astro High Command, and uh, but they do exist in the outer space, uh, outer meaning Mars and further uh, away from Earth, uh, specifically concentrated on the moons of Jupiter and uh, in the asteroid belt separating Mars and Jupiter.
0: That's that's a great leap. That's a great um leeway into this um, because then we will get back to one of the points now we can expand this because that's what you just did but totally wanted us to reference the cities on the dark side of the moon do you think that they have something to do with that as well as like being on jupiter's moons and out in originally
1: North? they did originally and uh, the moon that we know the moon that you're referencing is actually itself an artificial structure oh, yeah. it's actually itself created of titanium it's a sphere uh, space station much like the death star that was actually a former battle station for the Orion Draco they in they've already lost exactly, the the weapon that was used to neutralize it left it intact it didn't do any physical damage but it you know basically left it empty when the Nazis uh, developed space travel, they were able to go to the moon, find that the moon was actually a fully, you know, autonomous, self-sustaining fucking space station, basically, a battle station like a Death Star, and then operate it. The cities on the dark side of the moon are the lights that are visible, and it's very easy to understand them as like runway lights, Uh, City lights, but the moon structure goes deep. Just like Earth, it's more hollow. It's more on the interior. You're seeing the outside lights for when ships come to land. You're seeing the mining facilities. You're seeing the uh, workstations and the living facilities, et cetera. And also, um, you know, the other elements like Solar Warden, which is the United States military, uh, the ICC, which is like a, a international, stateless conglomerate of corporations that do things like produce high technology, do the mining, logistics—they're the merchant marine fleet, basically. They come from all nations, they have no real nation of origin. They're more like business syndicate, right? They're like a space syndicate. Um, it, it, but they, but they are on our side as too. They, they can keep the secret. They're, they're all the most powerful companies in the world. We're using their funds to create private enterprise and space. These people are also on the dark side of the moon, etc. And because the moon is in a geo uh, orbit lock, we never see the dark side of the moon. They don't really have any security measures or need for secrecy. The only time people saw them, like the video I posted, is when things like uh, amateur astronomers, in that case it was China, which with their, with their jade rabbit. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like when, when third party amateur uh, astronomers independently look at the moon, it's very clear. There are cities on there. There is traffic, like air traffic. There are spaceships. There is weather. There are lights. There are, there's a lot of activity, everything from mining operations to the cities, like the lights, like obviously somewhat like life, people living, people working, people existing. Um and that's that's visible from the ground with a powerful enough telescope.
0: I think like whenever
1: anybody looks at the moon, they can see that. And it's it's an open secret. Like I said, if you can believe the lie that NASA tells people, then you can believe anything. And people will ignore the fact that the military, the US Army, had blueprints and plans to build a base on the moon called Project Horizon. In the nineteen fifties.
0: Yeah, that's been going on for
1: years. Exactly. It's in the fifties. Yeah. Like the, they were like, Yeah, we're gonna build a base on the moon and have it crewed with 40 people. They're gonna be specialists, we're gonna have atomic weapons on the moon to defend it from the Russians. And they even wrote that they needed to do this because the Russians were already doing it. Mm-hmm. The Russians, the Soviet Union already had space colonization efforts and were currently doing it. Which I believe was code for the Nazis, were for the Third Reich. That is because somebody, I don't believe the Russians were that technologically advanced. But the interesting part of it is, I do believe the Russians were heavily involved because who do you think they got to be scientists and citizen colonists and laborers, Soviet yeah. Union citizens yeah. who didn't have any freedom to begin with?
0: Exactly. That's, and like, it's so crazy that people just kind of, push that stuff away like oh yeah they thought about it in the 50s but that didn't happen think about about uh, uh, uh,
1: the great stealing of minds yeah there's a phenomenon called the great the great thefts of minds where uh, internationally millions of scientists doctors uh uh, academics engineers uh craftsmen tradesmen etc went missing or died and they 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 even suspected in the surface world that it was a Soviet Union plot to kidnap like nuclear physicists, engineers, geneticists, etc. And it's very clear that if you don't think it was a hot, it's one of those espionage, um, you know, conspiracies where you're like, Did the Russians internationally kidnap like all these scientists, etc., and then put them in a gulag and make them like making nuclear weapons and stuff? You're like, That's possible but it's also equally possible that they just put them in space.
0: And that was another thing I was going to ask. Do you think that the people that they put up there, do you think they ever come back?
1: No, it's a one way ticket. And and there are many ways to keep the secret. And one of them is, um, you know, you can't, unlike the Apollo 11 moon missions, call the fucking moon on a phone. There's no way to communicate exactly these great distances. Once you're there, the easiest way to handle you is just to keep you up there, and there's no back and forth unless you're extremely VIP, and even then, I believe it's uh, a matter, uh, an issue of time. Nowadays, yeah, it's no problem to come back and forth. Policy-wise, they still keep people up there if they go to Mars, for example, for 20 years until you get to come back. And the way they return you is with time travel. Now, so they're gonna take a lot of uh, red pills when talking about the secret space program, I'm not doubtful of any way that this is real. Don't think that I am uh, making any of this up. It's all verified and it's all um, corroborated by many of the survivors and witnesses and veterans of it going on. This is how uh, he's like, like everything I said is already legit. I'm very, you know, he's like, I, I don't have like paperwork and dates and documents that on my person at the time.
0: Oh, if everybody's listening, they, they believe it. I believe it 100%
1: exactly i I don't have any doubt in this this is this is god's honest truth yeah that now when they take you over there for a colonist or a a soldier or a pilot or any kind of uh expert you know serviceman or technician whatever um hell even if you go as a cook you know you're gonna go for 20 years minimum and it's called the 20 year and back you're going to experience life in real time right but at that end of the 20 year mark you're going to go to a time machine and they're going to return you to when you left literally a second be- after you left. Doesn't create a time paradox because you leave and then they return you right after you left. So you're the same age as then because of the way time travel truly works. You age regress and, and it's usually when you're a child or a teenager and you'll just appear back in your bedroom, say like they come and get you when you're like nine years old. Uh, they ask you to go with them. You'll live 20 years with them. They'll take you back to that same night, one second after you left, puts you right back in your bed, tuck you in like nothing ever happened. No one's ever the wiser. They don't create a time paradox. They don't create anything. They, what they do is they use it. Uh, I like the science is beyond me, the, everything. This is time travel shit. He's like, like, at this point, quantum leap stuff, they somehow are able to, like, everything you do is still done. And you live two simultaneous lives at the very least. They're called derivatives, where while you grow up in the real world, you're also in the, uh, on this Mars colony living your life for that 20 years before your return, age regressed, and turned back in time. So you then get to live your real life, and and for anyone asking, yes, you create two alternate timelines doing this. One where you die or go missing as a child, and so yes, your parents do live their life for 20 years like you died. If you're so fortunate enough to be a, a volunteered for this or chosen based on many different factors, you're now a secret. You're now a super soldier. You're now in the secret space program, right? But your parents are like, wow, who stole my kid? Who kidnapped my kid out of their bedroom window, right? Yeah. That This is so fucked up. And you live 20 years that way. But then when you come back, all of that's erased. And your parents don't have to live that life. They, they are then returned back to letting the normalcy return. You'll have the memories infiltrating your head because they have already happened as you grow up. Because, but they'll be told that you're fantasizing, you're just a child, you have an overactive imagination, you'll have that, but you'll have lived those 20 years the way that the time travel works itself because they can give you um, anesthetics or anesthesi- uh, amnesiacs, which do erase your memory. There are drugs which can erase your memory, there's a type of neural surgery which can basically erase your memory, et cetera um that's not a challenge for them they can erase people's memories well they'll never remember and only like five percent of anyone who undergoes this actively can put it together up until adulthood because it's just you know you live your life you forget it it's something that ultimately you're 20 years older at the very least than you really are but those memories and everything you've been convinced are just fantasies Uh, Whenever you dream, you dream you're on Mars, Uh, and that's just a fantasy because you watch too much TV. These people end up having, like, obsessions with, like, aliens and shit like that and, like, guns and things because they can't explain why they have this past life. A lot of people – but it's not a – it's a future life. I are saying, like, people – you wouldn't even believe hundreds of thousands if not millions, and I believe globally it's in the hundreds of millions just over different countries have vivid memories of like fighting aliens of like, I'm saying like, th- there's a reason why they made that movie tomorrow war because this is actually what hundreds of thousands of people are waking up to and thinking about where they're like, like honey, they'll, they'll wake up with PTSD syndromes and be like, honey, um, I just had a nightmare where I was on a spaceship and fighting these aliens and shit. And you're like, Oh, you have an overactive imagination. They're having PTSD flashbacks and shit. Like those are what they think, like oh, that's just a dream. It's a memory. And I said, like, and this is how like it, it kind of is allowed both to happen, but it's overwhelmingly becoming too uh, consistent for people to ignore for longer. And like I said, if it's done to m- more people, the lie is bigger, and it's easier to swallow a big lie. If they create media like uh, Halo or the Expanse, etc., that's disclosure. Uh, then people can confuse the topics and because they control the vertical and the horizontal, they control entertainment, everything. They can make sure that each generation, just in, like I said, when when the concept of time travel, 20 year and back comes out, oh, we got Chris Pratt in Tomorrow War, Jeff Bezos fucking made this movie. <laughs> and I think, why do you think Jeff, Jeff Bezos isn't like, like, why do you think the, most powerful, richest people in the world are trying to convince everyone that it's just a movie. It's just a, it's just fiction. It's just a fantasy. Because this is the reality that everyone in the know knows about. That humans are uh, uh, interstellar species. Humans are um, colonizing uh, the moon, colonizing Mars, colonizing in space stations, colonizing across um, the solar system in many different bases, etc. The solar system is much bigger than they want you to believe. The space travel is in many ways easier than traveling into the hollow earth. And our technology is hundreds of years more advanced than they're letting on.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's
1: not, a, it's not an issue of um, if we can do it, It's more of an issue of figuring out how much we can do, Mm -hmm. like the teleportation, time travel, opening up wormholes, uh, creating lifelike AI that's indistinguishable from uh, exactly like um, like humans. Um, Everything from cloning to creating fully functional, independent human settlements, like in the deep void of space. All of it is a challenge that mankind can accomplish and by logic has accomplished because everything mankind can do it has done i agree with that and exactly, exactly. it's a type of a human exceptionalism um that they want us to deny they don't want people to think that we could even feed ourselves like oh we're running out of food and you're like you could literally create zero point energy like a thermonuclear fission device in your garage, with like a microwave and certain elements. Like a Boy Scout who was like 14 made a nuclear reactor. Yeah. One. That's um, what I'm saying. Like you understand the human mind. Like like literally, as I say about the education versus entertainment. They have everyone wanting to be entertained and told what the answer is. But if you allowed everyone to be educated you would see Nikola Tesla's everywhere. Every city would have an inventor. Like every, everyone would have a doc, you know, like from back to the future where if people were allowed themselves to create, then they would realize it's not impossible. In fact, it's very possible that these men, things could have figured out how to do this. If they were given unlimited funding, if they were given support by the world's governments, um, and, and actually, if people believed in them and people believed in it, we would all be flying around personal uh, flying cars and, and having AI, like, you know, companions and things like that, like um, like Tomorrowland type shit. That's absolutely the dream of yesterday, the future of yesterday. And the fact that they kept it suppressed is 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 very apparent because if we're looking back in the '50s and '60s, they're like, "What happened to this future? What happened to these dreams?" Well, we made it for them, and then they just made it themselves, and they don't keep, they don't let us play, they don't let us go to Epcot Center anymore, you know, like they don't let us uh, see the world tomorrow, we, even though we, our generation, our country built it for them, basically, our people did, and we go work for it. They they keep us out of the loop. They keep us. Uh, I call it the game reserve, because it's like, or the zoo, because in many ways, we are like chimpanzees learning to fly rockets and for them. Like, you know, how NASA got a chimpanzee and they were like, we're going to teach this chimpanzee to fly a, the rocket just to test it out. But then afterwards, you're going to put the chimpanzee back in the zoo and it doesn't really get to play the rocket game anymore. And you're like, that's exactly what they do with 20 year and back. You get to go play in space, colonize it, live out that space dream. But then you get sent back and you don't get to go back anymore. And forever you're in this existential weirdness where you're like, did that shit happen? Like, did they give me a banana for flying a rocket? Like that fucking, like, was I in space? And you're like, like, you're a chimpanzee trying to make sense of it. You're like, was I in fucking space? What are those guys with buzz cuts talking about? Like,
0: (laughs) that was was a weird five years. (laughs) That's crazy, man. With uh, going back to the time travel thing, I've read something that was very similar to what you said. Do you think that there's people that go for that 20 years that reaches a like a rank so high that when they get sent back, they're already on path to do something great? Because one of the things I read was that Barack Obama was one of those people.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. The, the Pegasus, Operation Pegasus with, uh, with uh, yeah. Uh, The fact that uh, Obama was part of the teleportation Uh, crew—that's exactly where, like, the people in power today, yes, they all have served either in the Montauk Project, the teleportation project, from birth. They said they're born into these systems, Um, and and because they can control minds in the way they do, it's unclear whether or not they get to keep these memories. But it's very much that. When people are born, they don't control their destinies. The destinies are chosen for them. From the this is all part of it. The Rockefeller Society turned astrology from a widely accepted form of uh, prediction, of belief, and planning of like like a uh, uh, birth and everything to a a highly guarded secret. And they can literally choose based on your birth, your place of birth, your star chart, et cetera, who you're going to be. And then they select these individuals from, say, like the most prime candidates. And then they uh, create their life narrative, their path, like what schools they go to, they choose the schools. What, what happens to them, they choose that. Their friends, they choose their friends every single person in that person's life is an agent working for this system and like all their teachers, agents, all their girlfriends, boyfriends, agents, all their, um, hope streams implanted into them inception style from the very young using subliminal messaging, back masking, um, uh, predictive, like, uh, um, exactly like, uh, breaking, et cetera, MK ultra type shit. It's, it's from the cradle to the grave. Okay. It's cradle to the grave a lot of cases it's blood in blood out where you people want to be a part of it who are like chosen this specifically and then it gets into that weird occult shit but for someone like obama it's cradle to the grave and they chose him when he was born his mother was in the cia his father was a kenyan like king or something i don't know like what that dna i'm saying like, it must have factored into it like he had like special dna a lot of that factors into it i was saying like you, he's not a normal, regular guy from Chicago who just happened to go back in time and teleport. They are connected to, through generations into these systems, like uh, Basaggio, the guy who reported on this. His father helped invent the teleportation machine. <laughs> that's where He's like, why did you get to go? My father took me to where he worked and then threw me through the teleportation machine. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he made me go like, like what do you think happened like, like you're born into these things like you know believe it or not people who work at Area 51 have children in their life they will work at Area 51 and and so on and so on and so on it's cradle to the grave with these people it's a breakaway civilization it really is a breakaway civilization
0: Man, it's just it's almost like we live in a fucking comedy anymore
1: too much hope we live in the Truman Show.
0: Yeah, that's insane, dude. It and really
1: is. And if you think about the, the idea of Hollywood and why that's important, they told you in the Truman Show, the skills necessary to create the illusion of a real world is mastered through and, and displayed in the art of filmmaking, the creation of sets, the creation of scripts, the creation of um, everything from the camera, the director figure in the Truman Show. He was like, you know, that masterful orchestrator of of reality. You know, he could summon people and and create situations and events playing Truman like a puppet, like creating not not controlling his actions, but controlling the world around him. My favorite scene in that film is when he's talking to his friend and his friend is drinking beers with them. And they're like, you know, he's like commiserating and his friend's like, come on, man, you can trust me. I've been your friend your whole life. And it, they, oh. you see that it's the guy saying it through his ear. Yeah. That's, you don't think that can happen to you? Oh. Think about how many phone calls you just had where you don't even – deep fake technology. Uh, how, many, how many real meaningful moments when you didn't even see the person face to face? I'm a modern man. I've had many of the most significant real-life moments in my life take place over online or take place over the phone.
0: Um, you
1: know, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, it's surprisingly obvious when you think about the Truman Show and you're like, it's so fucking easy to do that nowadays. Like I say, like you can create artificial people with like deep fake technology and, and you know, they've been doing it for 30, 40 years. It's not like you have any analog. It's like technology is at a point where you could literally, um, you know, like absolutely gaslight somebody to think the world is definitely hundred percent real when it totally is not when it's absolutely hundred percent false elon musk when he said like oh you know it's real because it looks so fake and i'm like that's orwellian speak wow. it's, it, it's like the universe revealing its hand when the elite are even saying yeah this looks fake but don't worry. That's how you know it's real. And you're like, because he's fake because everything space, all that Tesla, all that's fake. It's It's on a mountain of forgery. And it's the woeful for suspension of disbelief that that reality doesn't have to look real anymore. Reality can be extremely false. Reality can be extremely obviously fake clown world style. Right. And people would still be like, well, that's how you know it's real. Wow.
0: Man, Mike, what do you think we live on? Are we living on a round ball, flat earth? Are we living in a simulation? What do you think is actually going on?
1: Uh, What I think is going on is kind of a combination of all of the above. And it really breaks down to people want clear and easy answers where the world is 100% physical or the world is 100% simulation, uh, you know, matrix, nothing's real. The, the reality is that the simulation is what we know is real and everything we know is real is ultimately the simulation to the point that we are controlled by our senses, like the five or six or seven, however many senses you want to think. We're controlled by what we under, how we can understand the universe and the data we're seeing. If it appears to us that we are on the surface of the earth and the, the earth below us is, is the is the hollow earth. That's obviously a matter of perspective. To the hollow earth people, that's like a question of whether they believe in the surface earth, you know, and whether or not they believe space exists because they're hollow, they don't have space. So, like, you know, they're like, well, there must be something beyond the, the surface and beyond where there are, I believe, other hollow earths, you know, that we that people live on the inside of those. You're crazy. <laughs> you're like, you know, you're like, get out of here, you conspiracy theorist. <laughs> like and it becomes the idea of yeah um interpretation and translation of events i have vedic and hindu friends who in their um cosmology and their religion and faith their traditions and culture we are one of millions of worlds with intelligent life and that there are this hollow earth levels called hells uh, and levels of, of existence where reptilians exist where uh, different versions of humans exist. There are seven heavens and uh, seven hells and three surface levels that range the spectrum from um, bad to good, but are still real life and thus very material and 3D, which is why I always talk about beings being dimensional, because we are 3D. We can only sense the world in 3D. So to us, it appears that we are floating on a planet, on a sphere. Perception-wise, it appears we're on a flat Earth because you can only see in a straight line in a plane. And if, it's like by your naked eye, it's flat. Neil deGrasse Tyson agrees and even said it like 10 years ago before he became a paid shill yeah. and an anti-flat earther, where he's talking about even if you got on a spaceship, Even if you got it like the earliest mercury capsules and things like that, they were only so many miles high compared to the earth's total size. Perception wise, it would appear flat. That's why the horizon doesn't have a curve because you can't physically get high enough conventionally to see the curve. You have to literally be hundreds of thousands of miles away And even then, the moon, the Earth would still appear larger in the horizon than than the moon. It would be you're just looking at the side of the Earth. The Earth is gigantic. It's uh, the moon's only two percent of the volume of Earth. Two percent. That's what I'm saying. Like Earth is. They they only show show you CGI compositions of Earth because it's too large to actually photograph. I'd say, like conventionally, they'll have to tell you that they actually have went millions and millions of miles away. The, the earth is gigantic by all senses, you're on a flat, localized like thing. Like, you could never go to Antarctica, you could never physically get there, right? So, yeah. for a regular person, that's just not a thing. Like, Antarctica doesn't physically exist, they can do so, creating this new version, this new frontier. That's what I like. Um, the idea of it bling a globe or hollow it's how you're able to map it and to um and to physically be able to access it if it's it's if it's if it's unlocatable to you if it doesn't really physically exist in your world and so a lot of it is i may i may have one theory which is extremely radical that i believe that it really is dimensional and that what we think is hollow earth requires a lot of, um, like, uh, uh spiritual frequency and anything to access. Like it may actually be physically impossible for us to exist in these types of realms as we know existence. Like say, like if people are, are, are focused on like, so for example, um, ghosts or whatever then then the idea of physical densities physical realities etc are open to them and that's why a lot of these hollow earth references in history are like it's hades it's the land of the dead it's the land of shadow it's the land of um you know ghosts like and so greek heroes would go down to hades they'd go down into a physical area a realm where the dead would exist like living their lives, and because it's more spiritual, or more frequency or more dimensional than people want to grant it to be. That's why I said, like, to actually say it's a physical thing may be only a part of the real spectrum and the real picture. I'm, I'm, I'm wise enough to know that, not really be able to say for certain whether or not it is. I do believe that it's much more uh, complex than than just any one of those answers and so it must be a combination of all of the above
0: i can get behind that uh that's one of the best thought out responses to that i've ever heard in my life um it makes sense to me 100 actually <laughs> and that's the that's the way i'm gonna go about it from now on
1: <laughs> well, i think it's it's one of those things where if do i believe in hollow earth absolutely do I do I think there's enough respectable evidence absolutely do I think the flat earthers are, tr- are right in many ways yes absolutely they, their evidence is undeniable that we are being lied to about for example the curve of the earth when um, you're right you can you can visibly do the math and see that the curve doesn't exist in many places no they're, they're those correct observations mm-hmm. um, someone's lying to all of us and the person lying to all of us is the one trying to deny that anything that we think is real, like spiritually, the physically, um, you know, psychically, they they want us to think their way.